Cannes Lion in Real Life is back. And the Meaningful Media podcast headed down to Cannes to talk about meaningful media, the media that matters. We'll be joined by leadership from the Financial Times, Universal Music Group, TikTok, Vice, and more during the festival to discuss some big issues, including how brands can support minority creators, how best to protect and fund a free press, and how we can work with passionate fan communities in music and football. I'm really excited to host Gen Z historian and TikTok sensation, the inspirational Khalil Green. And we'll also be joined by Sasha Vakilina of Euronews, who'll be sharing her thoughts as a working journalist and broadcaster, including her experience reporting from the ground in Ukraine. I hope you enjoy this very special Canline episode, recorded in front of a live audience at the Havas Cafe. Well, we're now recording excitedly live from the Havas Cafe here at Cannes. Um, hopefully the audience can make a little bit of noise so we can hear them in the background. Very exciting. So uh, let's get down to it. This is the Meaningful Media podcast live at the Havas Can Cafe. Creating a media ecosystem that is vibrant, diverse and inclusive makes strategic sense for brands and creates meaningful media experiences for people. Long overdue reckoning on the historic underinvestment in black and minority-owned media is now happening. It's changing, but it's not changing fast enough. Only by listening and understanding the lived experience of creators can we serve them better as an industry and support them in producing media, that meaningful media, the media that matters and which builds enduring and meaningful brands. In our discussion today here at the Cavas Cafe in Cannes, we're going to explore the challenges creators face and the support they need in overcoming them, as well as our commitment as a group and the industry to providing the seed capital needed to drive representation. I'm delighted to be joined today in the Havas Cafe at Cannes by our special guests, Khalil Green, creator, educator, and speaker, TikTok's Gen Z historian. Thank you. Give it up for Khalil. Khalil's incredible. Um, he's a, a New York Times and Forbes magazine recognized digital educator with over 500,000 followers and 7 million total likes on TikTok. He's authored op-eds about Gen Z and justice in the Washington Post, LA Times and Harvard Business Review. And Khalil graduated from Yale with a degree in history and served as the college's first ever black student body president. And his content is frankly amazing. Please, if you haven't already, check it out. And we've also got today Crystal Watler, Head of Creative Agency Partnerships North America for TikTok. Before joining TikTok, Crystal worked for several years at Virtue, a full-service creative agency born from Vice, where Crystal was responsible for the growth and operations of Virtue Americas. Her career also includes time at Arnold Worldwide, KBS, uh, as well as a business, uh, and she started as a business analyst at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, I believe. So thank you for joining us both. Uh, we've got, uh, we're incredibly grateful. Um, yeah. You are two amazing. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's get down to it. Platforms like TikTok are a place where complex intersectional identities can be represented, celebrated, and explored. It's also a place where social inequities, like in real life, can come into sharp focus. Let's unpack that. What's driving it? How's TikTok's creative community a positive force? Khalil, I think we should really come to you first here. I think what you're going to find on a platform like TikTok, as well as other similar media or social media platforms, is the sort of mirroring of issues that exist in society on these platforms, and in some instances, the amplification of it. 
TikTok allows people to form communities. It allows people to go viral and reach millions of others by creating a one to three minute to now 10 minute video. And what you'll find is that some of the ideas that are established in these videos are very positive. I try to educate and to inform and to inspire people. But in other instances, the video content might not be productive for society. And on top of this, the audiences and the comments and what creators see from the people that they're talking to is sometimes a negative. But also, once again, because it's a positive, I think overall you'll see a push and a movement for people to maximize what is good about these platforms. So can you talk a little bit about your lived experience as a creator? Yes, so as a black creator who creates political content about U.S. history and U.S. culture, I've been on both sides of the spectrum in terms of getting a lot of positive feedback. There are people who will tell me that the history that I present to them is stuff that they never, ever learn. Sometimes these people are literally history professors at universities. There are people who tell me that they can share my lessons with their children to give them a sense of pride and to inform and to educate them. And I think that's been the most rewarding part of all of it, being able to publicize knowledge that I learned while I was at Yale that's privatized that many people won't have access to. And I think that's really the beauty of TikTok. One thing for me is that I always try to make my content super accessible and to talk about things that the average person cares about. One of my most viral series was called How Everything on This App Originated with Black People. And I explored how so much of the culture that drives TikTok trends originates in black American communities and those people are oftentimes not compensated. And when I do that, that will sometimes get on the quote-unquote wrong side of TikTok and I'll receive a lot of hate and a lot of vitriol. And I think in those instances, it's not a fun job. So that sounds like the, the job of a creator can come with the risk of burnout. There's quite a lot of emotional labor that, that, that's going on here. Can you talk about that? Yes, so burnout is a huge topic for creators. I think for myself, I'm someone who's been lucky enough to have this sort of snowball effect of a backing from not only the TikTok platform, but from brands and from publications and the press. So I've really been able to get a reward for all of the effort that I'm putting into my content. However, unfortunately, it's not the case for a lot of creators just across the board and across platforms. Many people who create these viral trends come onto TikTok create a trend, have a bigger creator. Oftentimes when we're talking about social dynamics, it's a black creator who has a white creator, a, a black creative who has a white creator bite their dances or copy them exactly what they're, copy exactly what they're doing and they'll never get a reward for it. So when you're constantly working and you're constantly unpaid in a lot of ways, you get burnout a lot faster mm -hmm. than someone who is compensated. Mm -hmm. So one of, one of the things we talk about, and, and Crystal, I'll come over to you quickly if, if I may, uh, is the work that TikTok's doing to uh, address some of those issues uh, yeah. around uh, recognition? I mean, absolutely, right? I mean, Khalil is bringing up so many great points, and I think it's the responsibility mm. of platforms across the spectrum to listen to creators and to respond and to act, right? So there are a couple of things that TikTok is doing in order to support not only black creators, but creators of color across the spectrum as well. One, when brands come to us and say, hey, what, um, we would love to work with create, excuse me, we would love to work with creators. Can you provide, um, you know, some creative, excuse me, creator suggestions to us? 
at a minimum, we are delivering at least 60% diverse creators for brands to consider, mm. right? So then it's on the brand to select the creators. But from a TikTok perspective, we see the richness of the communities. We see the richness of black creators on the platform. And it's our responsibility to serve up those creators who are driving and who are the lifeblood of the platform. So not only do you have that kind of um, representation in creator selections that we attempt to drive on an advertising perspective we also just recently launched tiktok pulse mm. so tiktok pulse is our first creator monetization product that allows creators to make money off of ads that are shown pre and post roll um, we also have a billion dollar creator fund and i think you know all we can do is continue to listen be humble um, and accept the things that are that khalil just so perfectly um stated and that's the the strength i guess of, of tiktok in being so meaningful in in elevating minority voices and and how that can help to to combat perhaps some of this systemic injustice you touched on that in in your answer khalil but maybe you can sort of unpick that a little bit more the 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 work that you're doing is so important i, I followed your pride and policing um uh, content and that taught me so much i didn't know in this amazing accessible manner what what does it mean to you as a, a creator to have that that window that uh, that way of connecting with with the world i'm very grateful for the ways in which i'm able to amplify my ideas and to reach people that i never would have reached through tiktok and through the way that the algorithm works having a for you page where mm. an idea from someone that you didn't know existed literally seconds ago presented to you is a very unique opportunity and i'm very very once again grateful for that a lot of my content i make in the form of a question and answer mm. so i'll ask a question about our society what is cultural appropriation what is this story from black history that you didn't know about and how does it affect us today and i always provide an answer and i think having educational resources shared with people so widely is something that I believe is a positive, like a just general net positive. And that's something that I'm very excited about. At the same time, when I see issues still presented on the platform or in society at large or in politics, I can use TikTok as a platform to call awareness to it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases that does involve calling awareness to issues that still exist within TikTok. Mm -hmm. So sort of mm -hmm. self-reflective lens. And I will always continue to do that. Last year, a lot of the issues surrounded how black creators weren't compensated at the same rate. And that's something that exists on TikTok as well as elsewhere. Before that, an issue was around the George Floyd protests, how creators were finding that there was a glitch that made it so that their videos weren't being shown to white audiences. And it showed up as having zero views, a lot of instances, and TikTok responded to that. And then now and in the future, there will be issues, and I will never deny that, and I'll always be as vocal and active as possible. And hopefully, and I'm excited to see changes happen to alleviate some of those issues. And I kind of want to follow up on that just to ensure that the audience is clear on something that Khalil just mentioned in terms of how the platform and the, con and the, and the algorithm works, right? So TikTok is an entertainment platform powered by community that drives culture and commerce, right? When you think about the differences between social media and TikTok, it's all the algorithm. So on TikTok, your experience is driven by the content that you 
uh, watch, like, follow, comment on, whereas your experience on social media is driven by the people you follow and who follows you. So inherently, it is it is so different, and that's why our For You page is this once-in-a-lifetime, excuse me, once-in-a-generation, I'll probably say, because I'm sure something else will come along in another 20 years, um, platform that allows the Khalils of the world to show up fully, authentically, um, before we started, I said, what community talks are you a part of? That's something that we as um, peeps at, at TikTok will ask each other. And so Khalil told me he's a part of history talk, black talk, and social justice talk. So I'm a part of food talk, couple talk, because it is hilarious with my uh, better half and I at home. Um, and so we are just immersed in so many different communities on the platform. And that is one of the beauties of it that allows creators and users and brands alike to show up and again i'm gonna we we take ownership of that responsibility and so when things do happen that tend to be systemic it is our responsibility to address it address it fast and come to market with things that support creators like khalil so off the back of that i want to kind of come back to this idea of burnout because what you've talked about what you've articulated is such important work and 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 the, the 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 work that's going in it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just to prove we're recording this, um, to to make TikTok the platform it is. But how do we how do we help with creator burnout? What would you like us, Khalil? What's what would you like us to do? What what can we help to make sure that we don't burn out valuable voices like yours? Something that helps with burnout, as I mentioned earlier, is the idea of compensation for work. Mm. I think. To provide a quick analogy, someone who's working as an unpaid intern yeah. is going to burn out inherently faster than someone who's working as a paid intern. On the Another additional quality is just the amount of labor that goes into it. So mm-hmm. someone who's working from dusk till dawn will burn out faster than someone who has a very set work schedule. And I think from the way that the algorithm is set up as of right now, a lot of creators do feel like they have to work 24-7. And there's a great article about this called Young Creators Are Breaking Down and Burning Out. The way to alleviate this regarding compensation is to provide for creators. I think you mentioned TikTok Pulse, and that seems like a very promising sort of initiative because I think one issue that we felt existed is that the creator fund, as more creators come onto the platform, it dilutes the amount that's going to each person. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are some similar instances in other platforms where it's more of a share of the ad revenue that's given to creators. And I think that's very very important and i think something else that will help for burnout at least in my case is the bettering of tiktok's sort of review and flag process Mm -hmm. so i will put in hours and hours of research and energy to creating an educational video and there's an instance or more than one really where i created a video about something called human zoos which existed throughout the world throughout europe and the united states where people of color were put into zoos to be observed And that video was taken down and flagged from TikTok and it didn't violate any of the community rules. Even though I was talking about this, I made sure to follow guidelines, but I couldn't get that video back on and that labor felt like it was wasted. Mm. Did you eventually get it back on? No, never. Not that one. Mm. So the the labor that you're doing to to correct these issues and actually engage is is so important beyond the actual creation of the content itself. Uh, and that's something how, you know, that's a way in all, a way in all of us brands, platforms can cooperate and lean in together. So let's try and get a bit more um, uh, specific there in terms of uh, the help and advice for brands. Mm-hmm. 
what can brands best do to support and empower diverse creators? What does great collaboration look like? Uh, and what are the kind of common pitfalls and mistakes? Uh, Khalil, I think we should start with you again. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, we really should come to you first here. The important thing for brands to do is to be very intentional about seeking out and supporting diverse creators, quote unquote. There's, of course, the need to disaggregate diverse creators because there's so many different identities, whether it be race and then whether it be when you disaggregate race down to like black issues or the hashtag stop Asian hate issues. Like there's a lot of different problems that each identity group faces. And I think trying to target as many as possible and be intentional about that is so important. For instance, even my own case, I face a lot of hate for some of the videos that I post, a lot more support, but sometimes there is hate. But at the same time, I won't face the sort of sexual harassment that comes from being a woman creator on the platform. And sometimes people create very similar content to me that they might face. And as well as, once again, this is like systemic. This exists on all platforms. So I think being intentional about who you invest in, I think having pay transparency is a really big thing. A lot of creators are getting the short end of the stick when it comes to deals because they have no idea how much other people are being paid. And when you have a manager or an agency backing you or just honestly, in some cases, the privilege of a skin color or a gender dynamic in my case, then you're gonna benefit more than other people. And if no one knows or talks about this, then that's an issue. And I think the last thing is just education. There's a lot of business principles that go into making deals. And for me, I just bought a bunch of books from Amazon off the internet, um, those like Jordan Belfort sort of art of negotiation type books to learn how to anchor myself and just throw a wild number out there, then hopefully get a a better uh, offer. So I think when, it, when you think about it, it comes down to, once again, education, intentional compensation, and in the last case, transparency. So I'm really interested in this. The question of capital allocation and access to capital uh, keeps coming up in these conversations. We, we may unpack that a little bit more. So Crystal, I wonder if, we can, if you can talk to, talk to the question and perhaps talk a little bit more about creator funds um, uh, as well. So we were talking about... Um, uh, how brands can best support and empower diverse creators and the specific yeah. guidance around that that, that you have from yeah. a TikTok perspective. I mean, it, it's as simple as hiring them, right? Mm. So if we, if the if the teams are are presenting, you know, majority diverse creators and then when we see in market the creators that a brand ended up um, hiring um, is incongruent to that, you know, that's a, just a, a, a realistic conversation that we have to have and something that um, I'm in in addition to that, it's it's about hiring not only diverse creators, but ensuring that you have diverse employees mm. on your staff who can help an organization with being way more intentional than they probably have been in the past, you know? Um, I think working with creators, creators know the platform better than any agency and any brand, right? Yeah. Um, even if we are, even if uh, you know brand leaders or agency leaders are equally obsessed it's the creators mm. who really understand the platform. And so lean into that. Let go of these overly produced um, uh, content pieces. And lean into what is the DNA and the core mm. principles of the platform, which we describe as community, co-creation, sound, entertainment, and allow creators to create. So that, that requires a level of collaboration and trust across the entire ecosystem, which is like Khalil said, rooted in compensation. Compensation, access to capital and transparency, like important messages. And I think that what you were talking about there was so clear in terms of 
we talk a lot about meaningful media mm-hmm. that the meaning is created with that connection with the audience the the meaning is created by the the, the creators themselves you know that's why that's so important mm-hmm. so it's really it's really interesting to, to hear that and unpack it um, we spoke a little bit about and, and kind of uh, this is something that that TikTok do the the kind of culture of credit oh yeah so can you both talk a little bit about that yeah um, so I mean Khalil media. talked about it in terms yeah. of uh, black creators uh, starting trends and not getting the attribution for yeah. it and so a couple of months ago TikTok was the first platform to come to market with an initiative called culture of credit mm-hmm. and it was really about letting creators users brands everyone together to give credit when credit is due and that is as simple as tagging the creator it is as simple as when you're doing a duet or a stitch um, using the original creator video right Um, if you don't know who the creator is the community will let you know ask in the comments and you'll get the response so it's a culture of credit that we want to inspire all communities to dig in on you know I think the positive aspect of a culture of credit is hopefully in the future it will sponsor and promote equity I think it definitely starts with tagging where you get your choreography from tagging where your joke is from if you're literally retelling something that another creator said Mm -hmm. and then ideally the brands and platforms generally would follow up by then equitably compensating the people who create that content instead of just the quote-unquote in some ways copycats in Mm -hmm. some ways people who are inspired um, who might have whether it be a larger following or just might have some other quality about them that benefits them in society Mm -hmm. I want to see as a creator I want to see originators and the people who are coming up with such amazing ideas the actual creatives the creators um, like creator with a capital C (laughs) I want to see them compensated I couldn't agree more and to that I just want to just put a a call out there for all brands and creative agencies lean into TikTok we are here to help so if there's uh, an active brief if there's an idea that you have that leans into a trend trends move so fast on the platform come to us and we will help you we will let you know who is the originator of that so that you can partner with them for your upcoming campaign Um, I truly believe being in this business for as long as I have that we as TikTok, we want to lead all things collaboration and credit. I want to, sorry. No, I'm just going to end just really challenging brands and agencies to think differently about modern marketing today because it is rooted with creators. Mm. And on that note, I think one of the most important things that I would say to brands and agencies is, there's actually a quote, I think it's from Maya Angelou. She was like, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. better. And I think there's hints and whispers of this idea of inequity. There's articles that'll come out that say the influencer pay gap, the racial pay gap for influencers is larger than any other industry. And they'll go viral. There'll be a LinkedIn post or two or something about it. But then after a long time or even like a short time, people will not act on that information that they know, even though they know better. So as Crystal was just saying, Take that advice of knowing who the creator is and going to that person, sponsoring that person, and actually implementing it because that's so important. That's it's so powerful, and I, I just want to actually take a moment to thank you both uh, for for that for coming on today, but also that specifically because 
you are generously helping us to do the work, mm -hmm. work that should be done, work that needs to go faster, but you're helping us to do it. You're, you're giving it uh, to us. You're, you're giving us the answers. Yeah, I mean, all we can do, you know, Khalil mentioned it, right? Like, there's just some things that are systemic to yeah. the universe. And um, as long as we continue to have these conversations, we'll continue to have incremental improvements. Yeah, I agree. I was going to ask if there's a, there's one message you would have for brands, but I think the the message is the content today. So much you've talked about that this isn't an individual answer. This is representation. This is thinking about the the teams involved with the work, creators with a big C, looking at some of those existing inequities in in uh, the monetization, uh, but also the way creators are, are being paid and transparency um, on pay uh, is important as well. Yeah. Um, so look so powerful um we'll we'll go to the meaningful media fast five um <laughs> but i guess is there is there anything else you kind of wanted to add at the end of our, our our discussion um is there anything that you've been thinking about during the discussion or as you've been kind of here at can wandering around there's, there's lots of i can see i can looking across and i can see the <laughs> sign about the marketing industry focusing on responsibility in the advertising fairness pledge Bloody. um do you feel that that's now coming through at the at the festival I'd say a lot of the panels that I've seen or attended have really promoted this idea of like diversity and equity mm -hmm. and inclusion for lack of better words. And I want to make sure and push the idea that that's not just something that's talked about, but yep. something that's acted on. A lot of times having younger people, especially Gen Zers on these panels, you'll get a lot of insight and a lot of emotion and honestly, in a lot of cases, anger about the state of society yep. and the state of the economics of the creator economy and if it stops at just having a panel or it stops at just having a listening session mm -hmm. we will notice mm -hmm. and you might just end up on somebody's tiktok mm -hmm. yeah i mean and to that end i would say lean in yeah. right so as a as a brand and, and agency responsible for creating um engaging campaigns your consumers are on TikTok. Mm. So your brands need to be on TikTok. Your consumers are, 70% of TikTokers love it when brands engage with creators, work with creators, you know? So if you don't have TikTok downloaded on your phone yet, I challenge you to do that today and start watching, just commit to 15 minutes a day watching videos so you can understand the culture that is TikTok and why people like Khalil are having so much success on and off the platform. Lean in and do the work. Yep. Thank you. Well, I think we owe you a, a round of applause for that. Thank you. And, um, you know, as, as, uh, as Khalil was saying, that's the exciting thing about Gen Z. Um, uh, you, you are going to, uh, you know, we, we will all be yep. um, pushing this forward, lean in and do the work. The I progress remain inspired start. by Gen Z. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I think applause for Gen Z. <laughs> You should, be, you should be taking over the festival more and you, you, you will be in, in coming years, I'm sure. So we like to, we like to uh, finish the, the podcast, uh, it's the Meaningful Media podcast, with a, a talk about Meaningful Media and we call it the, the Fast Five. Okay. Um, so, uh, Crystal, if, if we, I think we'll go to you first, then Khalil will finish off with you. You get a okay. bit more time to think. Um, you, they may have seen the questions. <laughs> um, I'm revealing the production magic here. So... <clears throat> Crystal, firstly, um, what were you listening to, reading, watching on the way to Cannes? I was sleeping because my flight was canceled and I was rerouted to two different places to get here. So I was sleeping on the plane uh, to Cannes. Um, what's the media you start and then you end your day with? 
Um, okay, the media that I start with would be the Chopra app for daily meditation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your media guilty pleasure? Ooh, um, media guilty pleasure. Ooh, um, okay, Pivot Podcast. Ooh. So, Kara Swisher, Scott Galloway, if you're out there, you have a huge fan in Crystal Watler. So you've got one media platform uh, for the rest of your life. That's it. In addition to TikTok, which is it? New York Times cooking app. Ooh, no hesitation. No, no hesitation. hesitation. One of my favorites. And then I think the, the, the most important kind of final question to end on, and this is one for, um, especially for um, this edition, but I think we should actually introduce it going forward, mm-hmm. is who's a creator that's not getting uh, the recognition uh, that they deserve at the moment? Who's up and coming or, or perhaps has been there a while and, and you yeah. think people should check out? So I actually... Um, have been following this woman her name is jackie i think you pronounce her last name aina mm-hmm. but her tag is lavishly jackie um and she's a she started off as a youtube beauty creator probably well over a decade ago i've only came in, con- in contact with her content maybe the past year or so but i love her content around uh luxury and i think not enough of the world sees black people through that lens of living of of living life with no struggle live, living life um in a luxurious luxurious manner and the way she lives her life is just incredibly envious so if jackie's listening to this i'm i'm, I'm a huge fan and i and i wish her the best and i would hope that more and more uh brands would work with her because she's she's brilliant thank you so much we'll be including we'll be including links in the show notes and the socials around that so, Galil, you get to uh, you get to finish off. Uh, it's the meaningful media fast five. Um, uh, they can't all be TikTok, of course. Um, uh, that's something we set up uh, um, first. But um, what were you listening to, reading, watching on the way to Cannes? So, on the way to Cannes, I was creating content regarding Juneteenth, and as a part of that, I was highlighting some Black American creators. And one's name is Demira Gurley, and yeah. she creates comedy sketches on TikTok, oh and they're so funny. So, I would definitely recommend. What's her. Uh, What's your favorite sketch? My favorite sketch is the ones where she's like the end of every Disney movie and what the bully says, where they go from being so mean <laughs> to like this. nice. And it's just so funny because it recreates like that aesthetic. Um, what's the media you start and you end your day with? So I have a lot of anxiety, probably because I start and end my day with New York Times, specifically the political <laughs> headlines, but it creates good content. So. <laughs> and what's your media guilty pleasure? Conspiracy theories. Yeah, I too. love conspiracy theories. Um, you have one media platform for the rest of your life, in addition to TikTok, I should say, one media platform for the rest of your life, which is it? It's Reddit, because they have something called Two Second Horror Stories, and I love just reading those. Um, we should, um, we, 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 maybe we're on some of the same subreddits, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, and finally, who's the creator uh, that you, you think should be getting a bit more recognition or we should check out? I wish I saw more people supporting Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. Oh, she's so she's a creator she's so who good. does like cultural commentary, sort of adjacent to something like The Shade Room, but a lot more positive and pro-black. Yeah. And I think her sort of takes on headlines and just music debuts is just so insightful and also inspiring. So I really, really support her. Thank you for that. Of course. Again, we'll be including, including all those creator recommendations uh, in the show notes, show notes and the socials. Uh, check them out. Khalil Crystal, thank you so much. You've thank been amazing. You. Thank you. Thank this you. so much fun. Thank you.
That's the end of our special Can Lion 2022 podcast. A big thanks to our guests for taking the time to join our panel discussion. A huge amount to think of on this important topic. We'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on all things meaningful media. You can drop us an email to the following address, podcast at haveasmg.com. That's podcast at haveasmg.com. Please do remember to subscribe and follow the Meaningful Media Podcast on your preferred platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. And follow us on our socials, all addresses in the show notes. Join me, Ben Downing, soon for more perspectives on meaningful media. In the meantime, wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for joining us for this special Can content.